Welcome to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. I'm Laura Katina. And I'm Amy Mara. And we created this podcast out of our own struggles with the hope that we can help other women who are navigating one of the many different seasons we've been through. Whether you're running a business or dealing with the juggling act of your motherhood and your career, we are here to give you real tips and strategies to navigate it all. So let's dive into today's episode. Our topics always come out of things that are currently going on in our life, um, things that are important to us, lessons we're learning. And this week, we want to talk about controlling the controllable and letting everything else go. And I did a post on Instagram about this um, today. It's, you know, you can, there's very little that you can actually control in your life. And two things that are in your control are your attitude and your effort. And I try to tell my kids this all the time. They don't listen to me and really don't care what I have to say, (laughs) but... (laughs) I try to tell them all the time that there's just two things that you can control and one is attitude and one is effort. And that applies in every area of your life, right? Yep. And what really prompted me to think about this topic this week is somebody that, you know, Amy and I follow a lot of different motivational speakers and we've spoken on this podcast before how much we love Rachel Hollis Mm -hmm. and we've been following her for years. And we actually got the journaling practice that we use that I I've been literally using for, what would you say? Seven years now or something like that. We got it from her, her and her husband. We, Dave, we used to watch their morning show every day. Like we just, we have learned so much from them and taken so many lessons from them. And Dave Hollis at 47 years old passed away last weekend and we were floored, right? Remember I texted you? Oh my God. It derailed my day. I literally (laughs) stopped in my tracks and had to find all the things out because I was like, this is not possible. My first thought was like, he was in a tragic accident. Like there was something, I don't know. They, he was running and somebody hit him with a car. I don't know. And I panicked to then see that he had allegedly what they've said so far is that he had some kind of like a condition with his heart and passed away at his home. It's so funny because we follow people on social media, right? Yeah. And it's almost like, obviously you don't know them, but right. you feel like you're like a part of their circle. Cause like you follow them. And so he is part of this whole group that we follow like him, obviously Rachel Hollis, Brendan Burchard, Ed Milet, Jenna Kutcher, like all of them, yep. Jamie Kern Lima, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they were all actually together recently yes. in January. Yep. And I was actually the, what, two, three weeks before he died. Yep. He was with all of them and they posted pictures. And so they're just a very inspirational group of people. And to hear that he passed away really like stopped me in my tracks. I was literally, I mean, it's so ridiculous because I did not, I did not know him, but I was so upset the whole day. Yeah. The whole day. Me too. Because so triggered by it. So triggered by it. And it was just, it's so sad because I feel like I've learned so much from him. And it's funny because when we used to watch their morning show, I always felt like I related more to him because he came from corporate America. He was a, a very high executive Mm -hmm. at Disney and he left his position at Disney to help Rachel run their business because she, you know, rose to fame with her books and all this different stuff. Yeah. So he left Disney to, you know, help her run the company. And so I always felt like, I guess, because he came from corporate America, like I just related to him more because we come from that structure, Mm -hmm. right? The nine to five, the being, you know, in a certain place at a certain time and that rigid structure. Yeah. I just always related to him and, and admired him for how he made that change. And I'm just thinking about this now. Like, so he made that change from corporate America to 
entrepreneurship. Yes. Which is kind of what we did. Obviously not in the same capacity. No, but but you're so right because there it's so funny. You say that I can now see exactly why you related to Dave more because when we started consuming that content, we were the Dave in that situation. We were in this corporate mindset. We were in this mindset of like, okay, this is the traditional track. This is how you get there. These are the steps that you take. Like these are the new roles and responsibilities. And then there was Rachel Hollis who was like blazing her own trail, like sitting around in a, like, this is what I envisioned her doing, sitting in a chair, writing in a journal, coming up with the next great idea. And then like going and making a product about it. And Mm -hmm. her mind was like, so not type a like you and me it was like this creative like ethereal thing so we couldn't relate to it and so that's really interesting because as we consumed all of this personal growth content and honestly i think we kind of felt like we knew them a little bit more than we really truly and honestly did because every single day they showed up and talked about what was going on in their lives offered these very vulnerable situations and circumstances and talked about how they worked through. So you could like start to really parallel your life with what they were going through. Yeah. And they, we were talking before we started recording about, you know, when we started consuming their content, we were with our prior firm and we were just not, we were in such a bad place and not knowing like which direction we wanted to go in. And so they brought us so much laughter. Like I would watch that morning show every day religiously. And if I had to miss it for some reason, because I was in court or some, obviously I couldn't watch it when they were live every single day. Right. But I would watch it later Mm -hmm. and I never missed an episode because they just made me laugh. And they, I feel like they helped me get through that period, them beach body, like all the personal development that we were consuming at that time helped us get through that period of just negativity and not knowing yeah. where we wanted to go. Yeah. Um, and we were making the decision, speaking about controlling the controllable, to stay in that place at that time. And we were talking about this before also, that was a decision. I didn't feel like it was a decision at that time. So I didn't feel like it was in my control, but it really was. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about things that you can control, yes, your attitude, your effort, but there are other other things in your life. I don't know if you want, you were talking about this before, if you want to talk a little bit yeah. about that, um, other things that you control, obviously your attitude and your effort for me are like top two. Um, and I'm not always so good at controlling my attitude <laughs> because you can just become so overwhelmed with, yeah. with daily life, but there are other things that you can control. Yeah. So what we were talking about specifically was, you know, doing the practice of law and before we were introduced to all of these incredible personal development gurus, I'll call them, they, we thought that there was one track. It was right. so myopic. Mm-hmm. It was just that you went to law school, you got into a firm, you, you figured out how to be on a partner track. You figured out how you could, you know, progress in, in your professional growth. And then ultimately there was a ceiling like, and no matter how much you can talk yourself out of it and be like, Oh no, I can do this. And this will be so great. There was still that ceiling that we were just like constantly going to butt up against. Yeah. And especially in our prior firm, the ceiling was like from the fifties, which means it was at it. Okay. It was like, (laughs) they built it back in the day. Yeah. All right. And it was just low. And 
it just didn't provide us with the opportunity to meet the needs that we needed to meet in order to feel the most fulfilled. And I think that in consuming this personal growth and and like hearing from people like Rachel Hollis, who, by the way, we totally credit so many times, Laura would say, Amy, I know that we are just made for more. Like it is something, I don't know what it is. And she would tell me this all the time and we didn't know what it was, but we credit that, you know, that was something that Rachel Hollis introduced us to this concept of like, what are you made for? What else are you made for? And it made us really think like, what did we want from this practice of law? It's not working the way that it's, that we're doing it. How can we change it? What can we do to change? And that's a choice. That's a, that's something that's within your control. Even though you will have everybody else on the outside saying you need the job, you need the security, you need the money. By the way, I was telling myself right time. And by the way, when you give somebody else the the control over your job situation, you are not in control. You do not have security. So for us sitting there as members or associates of this firm, we were not in control of our destiny because one wrong move or one wrong decision or something happened, everything could have imploded on us. And it's very realistic. And, you know, that that's false sense of security is not security at all. No. And now we can say that at the time, the reason I left later than Laura was because of this theoretical question that I was asking myself, like, am I secure here? And what does that mean? How do I define security and happiness and success in my life? And is this the measure of it? Like, is this the way that I'm going to get there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was within my control. Again, when I made that decision, it was like the craziest, most um, invigorating feeling and also like relieving feeling to make that decision and know that I had a different direction I was going in. And from that point forward, I was like, wow, like the confidence I had to make that choice is incredible. Yeah. But it's when you're stuck in it, you don't think it's in your control. So my kids were very young. I was like, I have to, I have no choice. I can't go anywhere else. I'm working close to home. I'm doing fine, even though I was not happy. And I did feel like I would always say we are meant from like, there's something more out there for us. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this when I had the idea where I wanted us to start a blog. Do you remember this? You might yes. not even remember this. Nope. I do. And I thought we could just bring two different perspectives that would complement each other. Cause I have, you know, a lot of years of experience and practice. Amy's a younger attorney. So she, at the time, so she could bring a different perspective than yeah. I had. And I thought it was such a good idea. And then I was like, where we were, I was like, no. We can't do this right now. We can't. It would not be acceptable. No. Nope. And I was so worried about what we would look like, what people would say. And so it just, it was not a good place for us, but I felt at the time that I had no choice. Yeah. But when I look back, that was a choice that I made. It, it in theory worked for me at the time. It gave me the years of experience. I was close to home. I was able to do what I needed to do kind of with my kids. But that was a choice and the choice to stay there was in my control. Yeah. Right. And part of making those choices, we also realized the sacrifice that we were making in some other areas of like success and happiness and 
you know, our wellness routine was really top notch, but not in the stress management and in the mindset, because we had so many limiting beliefs as to what we could do. We, we were like just there, we were just on the cusp and we just needed these kinds of people, these influential, influential personal growth, you know, mentors from afar to really push us to be like, look, it is possible, right? Like Dave Hollis leaving corporate he worked for Disney. Like I mean, he worked for Disney. He was like he was very high up, very, very high, high up. up, high executive in yeah. Disney, and switches over into like, okay, I'm gonna help my wife's career. Here we go, and do something completely different. It's a completely different mindset and mentality to have with entrepreneurship. You need to adopt and like almost like study the way to adopt this growth mindset that everything is a possibility and like everything is an opportunity disguised as something else. Right. Yeah. And that to us, we weren't in the environment that fostered that kind of way of thinking, Not at all. but then Not now all. stepping out, it's like, that's the only way that we embrace thinking now. It's almost like you have to go through things to learn from them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we yeah. learned a lot of lessons mainly I would say how we don't want to be yes in our past experience but I feel like all of those experiences were necessary to get us where we are yeah so even though I didn't recognize then that I was really in control of my situation I was making the decision to be there and and I was making most of the decisions as to where my career was going Mm -hmm. um but now you know, having left that scenario and taken that leap of faith, which I don't think I would have been able to do if we didn't do all this personal development. Do you think so? I don't think so either. No, not at all. Because I can also see it in other, other people that are close to me, colleagues that, that sit there and say like, Oh, but I need this or, Oh, I need to keep doing this because I have X, Y, and Z. And they miss out on the, the potential that you have for something greater, right? Yeah. And it just goes back to everything being ultimately a choice, everything being a decision and having people around you to really influence you to see things differently and see things as opportunities, as opposed to this is just the way that it it is. And that's what you have to accept. That's also really important. Um, yeah. Too. Yeah. I think so. And it also, I can look back now and recognize what I could not control. Mm -hmm. So while there are, you know, these things that you can control, there's also most things you cannot control. Like you cannot control, you know, how somebody else shows up. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can't control how other people react. You can't control what other people say to you can't control, you know, the path that somebody else is going to take, which is a struggle that I'm having with my oldest at the moment. You, you just can't control other people. So, you know, at, at the same time that you're recognizing that there are certain things within yourself that you can control your attitude, your effort, how you take care of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much that you can't control. And while it's incredibly hard to do this, you have to try to take steps to let go of those things. Because if you don't, you'll just spend time drowning in the things that you can't control. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. And I want to highlight this, if you mind giving the example of what you're going through, because you yourself have gone on this path of like, okay, I'm in control of my destiny. If I 
am working at this big international firm and I'm on the partner track, right? Like I can control the next steps that I take. Mm -hmm. But then when you look on the flip side and you've stepped out of that completely into entrepreneurship, you're now in a position where you're like, you do have a choice. You can make, you have so many opportunities in front of you and that might not be the only choice. So it was a mindset shift. And how has that interplayed with what you're going through with like Matthew right now? So, you know, we, my oldest son is super smart. He's so much smarter than I ever was in school. And I feel like he doesn't want to do the work. Right. And in my head, he's, he's going to be 13. So it's a really tough, you know, I'm sure you remember it's a tough time period. Right. Yeah. But I just don't remember the struggle. And my mom said that I didn't fight with her about doing schoolwork. Like I just did it and got it done. Like I was telling Amy before. So my, my parents both went to college. My dad went to, you know, a private four-year school was in a fraternity. So he had that whole college experience and there was no question in my mind that I was going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know that there was any other path. I didn't consider any other path. Like I was doing well in school. I was going to go to college and then go to law school. And that was it. That was my path. But that's not the only path, mm-hmm. right? So when I say to Matthew, of course, I want him to do well in school because I feel like it will open up a lot of opportunity for him, but it's not the only path. No. And, but I didn't realize that, like, that was my mindset. Like, this is the path. This is where I'm going. This is the only way until really I was well into my career mm-hmm. was when I changed my mindset. And really, again, when we were introduced to Beachbody, what talking about before was it Rachel Hollis where you envisioned her did you say that already what you envision her doing every day like that lifestyle which was the lifestyle of so many coaches that we knew like they didn't have set hours yes they didn't have a boss and they were making all this money and they were happy and I was like what (laughs) it just it was so foreign to me because right. to me, there was one path, one way, and I was on that path and I wasn't going anywhere else. That was it. Yeah. And so that led, that kind of like opened my eyes to, there are other options out there. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to go to college to be a beach body coach. Right. And there are plenty of people doing that, making a ton of money and are happy. Right. Right. And helping millions of people. And on the flip side, you don't need to go to law school like we did and spend a ton of money to get a law degree and then be forced to continue to practice law just because you got it and you feel guilty because guarantee you everything is going to be a lesson in your life. Like that experience that you had, that training, that skill, that critical thinking, all of that is going to help you in some way. Like it, if you allow it to help you in some way, it will help you in some way. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just, it opened my eyes to, there are other opportunities out there. Mm -hmm. And so now I have a very different viewpoint as to what success means and really what is in my control Yeah, because you can make different, like you don't have to be on one path for your whole life. Like you can make the decision to do something else to change. Like we did like, and let me point this out. Cause I just got this visualization as you're talking about this. I know a little woo woo for some of you, but <laughs> if you try to control what you can so much, it almost to me, the visualization I just saw is like a tightening of your fist. You hold on so tight 
that you grip yourself into this little ball where you have to do everything according to whatever it is that you think it's supposed to be. And it leads to this perfectionism. It leads to, it leads to this path of like, I got to do it right. It has to be done this way. It ha- And there's so much like reining in and from two type A's, probably recovering perfectionists here. Yes. That is not what this path looks like now in no. business ownership. Like <clears throat> there are so many more room. There's so much more room for fluidity and for mistakes, for changes, for growth, for opportunity. When you start to like open your hands a little bit and allow to receive it. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Totally. Because we're trying to control everything. Yes. You're trying to control everything. And even the way that your kids show up, like even the way that your kids show up. And I have to remind myself, it's so funny. I did this post on uh, Instagram today about the things that you can control. And in between when I made that post and when I got to work, I had to remind myself of, of that like 17 times because you just even on a daily basis, there's a million mm. things that happen during the day yeah. that are out of your control. Yeah. I can't control the mood my kids come home in. I can't control the amount of homework they have. I can't control, you know, whether or not they want to go out and play as opposed to doing their homework. Like I have, I cannot control those things. So I have to remind myself that there is, while there are things that we can control, like with ourselves, you do have to like stop gripping so tight. Yes. And let go a little bit yes. because it's when you let go of that control that you can really make progress and just be so much happier and, and tap into like, what it is that you need to feel fulfilled, right? Like, what is it that's going to make you feel like the most well-rounded you? And yeah, for your almost 13 year old, he's not going to know that yet. Right. In this present moment where he is right now, he knows what he wants to do, who he wants to hang out with. And it's how not much schoolwork. Yeah, <laughs> not schoolwork, right? But like I and I'll use this example too, when with my husband who did not go to four years of college and did not, but he has a passion for the fire service, the for firefighting that I is like unmatched. And he is in the perfect career mm-hmm. for him. Like I cannot tell you how much the synchronicity of of him being an instructor and him being around the fire service every day makes him the most well-rounded individual I have ever seen. Right. And we went through years of not seeing that realized in him because he was doing what he thought he was supposed to do. He had skills in other areas. So he worked in other industries, but he finally made the choice to follow the passion that really would make him feel the best and lead to less stress. And it has paid dividends to see him do that. And that wasn't an easy decision. No. And it was years worth of like waiting and Mm -hmm. hoping that this opportunity would present itself. And when it finally did, it was like, okay, we're all in like, let's, let's do it. It's just a reminder that no matter where you think that your path is supposed to be heading, you, we say this all the time. If you asked us three or four or five years ago, if this is what we were going to be doing, we would have told you no way <laughs> we wouldn't have forecasted a global pandemic. And we also wouldn't have forecasted that this would be the reality now. No. Right. No, this is so foreign from anything that so we've ever foreign. known. So yeah. foreign, but we, every day, what we could do is control the way that we showed up. We control the effort that we put in. We control what we can and we've really learned to lessen 
the, the reins on everything else and just really lean into what is every day going to bring what, how can we confront it the best way that we know how, and as authentically as we can. Yeah. So we hope that, you know, this discussion will, you know, prompt somebody to really think about, you know, what, what they can control, which is very little, but think about what you can control and let go of whatever it is that you can't, because if you do, you'll feel lighter mm-hmm. and you'll just be happier. So yeah. we hope these tips are helpful. We thank you for spending time with us and we'll talk to you on the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share it with someone that you think might benefit from today's episode. We'll see you next week.